Hello everyone, this is Bodell, and welcome to January 6th, the Insurrection Podcast. I have been, I have not been around for a little while, um, and I think today is an important day to kind of jump right into it. Um, February 23rd, we're on the precipice of a war via Ukraine. Russia's decided to um, uh, invade a country, and... um, I was going to begin today by talking about Ivanka Trump because she has agreed to um, coordinate or cooperate with um, the January 6th committee about her information, but I want to start out by um, discussing what the 45th President Donald Trump dum-dum decided to say yesterday. And I've had a a day to think about this, and I, I really didn't want to jump right into him and um, tear him a new asshole, but I think it's important to recognize that we have a former president, defeated former president, who has decided to call an adversary of the United States a genius, that he's smart, that he's savvy. And this is nothing more than an echo of what he said um, at his press conference when he last met with Putin uh, about how he believed Putin over his own agency, agencies, I'm sorry, not just singular. He disagreed with multiple agencies who tried to explain to him how international diplomacy works. But he, being who he is, has decided that he... Um, has more knowledge about how um, to move forward. But I'm going to say it again. Um, I think this is an important phrase, and I'm going to say this until maybe it'll even be on my tombstone. Um, Loose lips sink ships. This is an exact example of when someone, especially an ex-president, says that our adversary during a war is smart, savvy, and a genius. Those are examples of loose lips sink ships. And if you don't know what loose lips sink ships means, it means that the ships that the United States Navy um, has patrolling and uh, protecting you as a citizen of the United States um, is in harm's way because we have a um, an ex-president and a citizen of the United States siding with an adversary. And that is a problem. That is a clear and present danger. He is um, siding with um, our enemy, basically. And I don't even want to call them an enemy. They really have been moved into a different category because uh, because of their action. I'm talking about Putin, but because of his actions and and how he is approaching this um, situation in Ukraine. You know, it's funny, I, I I think that he has every right to move his tanks wherever he wants to, but when he's already decided to take over Crimea and, and other regions within the Ukraine um, area, and he amasses 200,000 plus troops, tanks and 
battalions and whatever else he's uh, sending over there, that is nothing more than a pretext for an invasion. And actually, the invasion is happening right now. I mean, it, you'd have to be ignorant to not recognize what this guy is doing. It's it's um, it's so funny because he's actually saying, oh, I'm not doing anything, but he's really doing it. And that's the part where they look at us like we're ignorant. And the ignorant part comes from your last president, Dum Dum. Dum Dum 45. And I hope he stops saying the things he's saying. I don't think he even realizes at this point um, what he says is harming American troops. Because by dividing us as a country, he is basically throwing grenades in the direction of his own military. And he can say whatever he wants. I could care less what he says. But he doesn't he doesn't get the right as an American citizen, especially as an ex-president, to call the leader of our of our enemy a genius. Because that, my friends, is a perfect example of loose lips sink ships. And I plead with him to stop the nonsense. He needs to stop saying what he's saying because he is putting us as a country, us as citizens, in harm's way. That is a problem. He doesn't realize that he's playing into the hands of our adversary, whatever they may be, whoever Russia is at this moment. But they have never been a friend they've been something in between a friend and a foe but at no juncture in donald trump's existence has he chosen the right path in regards to the security of the country and i like isolationism who doesn't but at some point you have to um, stop a party that continues down the wrong path. And when I say party, I mean the path of Putin and his group that are marching down the streets of Kiev. And I, I find it fascinating that anyone who thinks that um, turning their back on American soldiers who are there as we speak trying to protect our interests in the region and to say that our the people that we're fighting are good people you're you don't understand how um, diplomacy works and that's a real problem especially if you are on the on the 24 hours a day seven days a week your position is the opposite of what of what your side is. Remember, there's two sides. You have our side and you have their side. So if you are on their side, that means that you don't believe in what we are trying to accomplish. And what we are trying to accomplish is to keep our shores safe. And if you continue to lob grenades in the direction of your... Um, of your colleagues, that that is 
um, incorrect. I don't know how else to put it, but that's a problem. Also, he um, he continues to. I'm talking about number forty-five. He continues to sow doubt and continues to prop up Putin by the words that he's saying, saying that he's a genius and that he's savvy. Those are things that you should be saying about our current president because he's the guy that needs help. And that's the guy that you're supposed to be supporting. But by you selecting and choosing another, the other side, that makes you something other than a friend. And that's a real problem. It's strategy is what it is. And I'm alarmed by your ignorance of continually disagreeing with the course of what your country is trying to achieve. It makes no sense. And people are saying, oh, uh, number 45, he's doubling down. He's not doubling down. He's dumbing down. He doesn't understand what he's talking about. He very well could have dementia, for all I know. But his position is incorrect. And then he has... Everyone's talking about Tucker Carlson. I've never watched him more than 30 seconds, so I have no idea who he is or what he does. But I do recognize that he says a lot of dumb things. And every time I hear something really stupid... It's quote, quoted by Tucker Carlson, and he is also um, in that same camp where the, they're continually um, saying that um, that we're wrong and, and Russia is right. How? That makes no sense. Think about it. Us as Americans who are trying to support democracy and freedom and uh, human rights we're wrong and they're right that makes no sense it's counterintuitive it's ignorant and it's dangerous so now once again the vampires back in the back in the news rudy giuliani he is um now he's saying that he's willing to talk about the members of Congress that were involved in the planning and plotting of January 6th. So he's agreed to talk about that. That's what he's agreed to talk about. But he's not willing to talk about um, Donald Trump because he is citing attorney-client privilege. Well, if you're not an attorney anymore, you have no privileges. So whatever you have, as far as information is concerned, you need to start coughing that up, start coughing that up, vampire, because he knows where all the bodies are buried. And someone who is going to go in front of a committee and plead the fifth is basically hiding. And so that's, you know, they agree to go to the committee, but that doesn't mean they're agreeing or answering any questions. They're just like, I'm going to show up, but I'm not going to answer any questions, which is incorrect um but that is his plan um as of about two hours ago and you know i'm watching the news as i'm talking and you could see the the troops are moving in everyone was thinking oh no it's not gonna be a problem biden was trying to warn everyone and of course you know everybody's uh 
coming down on Biden as if this was his fault. No, this is not his fault. This was Trump's fault. He um, pushed that narrative that the United States was weak on Ukraine and that we weren't going to support them. And he refused to give them money. And this was just a uh, this was a priest pretext for what we are now going through because Putin you know it's funny because Trump he thinks that uh, Putin didn't go into Ukraine because he was president no I highly doubt that he didn't go in because it wasn't the right time now he realizes that the country is the United States is divided because we still have a ex president who's out there still defending our adversary and he Putin understands war he understands the rules he probably knows them better than anyone being an ex-KGB agent but he has decided that because the country is split the United States uh, thank you Republicans um, now is his time to go in and to wreak havoc on um, the Ukrainian people. And I mean, I come from a position of, you know, why are we supporting Ukraine? Da da da. da because it's just Ukraine is just another um, stepping stone to take over the rest of wherever he wants to go. Because he's not just going to stop there. I mean, you know, you give a dog a bone, and he's just going to keep coming after more. And uh, I, I would imagine that Putin kind of probably thinks the same way. And um, we've been able to kind of fend him off for a little while, but now he's just, he's taking. I mean, he's taking what he thinks is his. And, um, and I guess as Americans, we have to try to figure out, do we um, think Ukraine is worth, you know, World War III? Uh, who knows? Because I don't even think we're at that point yet but we are going down that road and whether we do or we don't my point is for this segment is um donald trump needs to stop lobbing grenades in the direction of the united states period that is a problem he needs to stop and um in the art of war, it is clear that if you try to uh, sabotage your own um, army, there is a name for that, and it's called treason. I don't even know why he hasn't been labeled as a treasonist um, thus far, but at, at this point, words matter. Things that people say, especially important ex-presidents, what they say is extremely important. And we are allowing him to continually lob grenades in the direction of his own armies, all five of them. You are making us weak and you need to stop doing what you're doing. And I, there I go again, sound like a crazy person. So I'm gonna end it there. I really don't wanna talk about this individual as much as I have, but unfortunately, he has decided to become um, um, he thinks the internet is his um, 
megaphone. And that's the part where I say loose lips sink ships. He can say whatever he wants um, in his own, um, for his own stance, but he doesn't get to wrap the America in himself and say that we as a country think what he thinks because it's incorrect. Okay, so let's talk about the jewelry maker, Ivanka Trump. She's not making jewelry this week. I don't know what she's doing, but I know that she's in the media. You know, I make fun of Ivanka Trump. You know, if you understand politics, you understand government and federal agencies and how they operate and how the different branches of the, of the military work or the State Department or the DO, whatever agency that we're talking about. And then you inject the jewelry maker, Ivanka Trump, into it, you realize that um, it's apples and oranges. They are two completely different things that do not fit together. So my point is, is that we're trying to get information from the jewelry maker, Ivanka Trump, so that we can try to figure out what Trump was doing on January 6th. Because apparently um, she... Um, contacted him at least two times to stop the riot. And I imagine that, you know, he's got her in his comments and, you know, he's got notification turned on for the jewelry maker and he knows exactly when she's texting him to stop the riot. I, you know, I could just picture it because if you um, know how the White House is laid out, you realize, you know, it's not very big. So he trapped himself in the room off of, or in a conference room off the dining room. So he was watching the riot go down um, in real time. And apparently Ivanka Trump was going in the room or texting him or whatever she was doing um, in between making jewelry um, to get him to stop the riot. So. You know, there's quite a bit of evidence from his staff that said that he was cheering the riot on and that he was um, uh, gleeful um, that the insurrectionists were burning down our capital. Frightening, frightening, frightening stuff. And this is what I say, loose lips sink ships. My voice is cracking. I once get my allergies and then... I talked all day yesterday and the day before for hours on end, and now my voice, it sounds like um, it sounds like I chewed glass last night, so I apologize for my voice sounding like this. Uh, but some of the things that they want to find out from the jewelry maker, Ivanka Trump, um, oh, that she's cooperating with the committee. Oh, she's cooperating? Really? Guess what? Let's put a boot on her car and fine her. Um, every day that she doesn't come into the committee to um, answer the questions that are um, set forth. That's what we need to do. Boot her car, boot her airplane, um, lock her in her house, put a, a ankle bracelet on her, and um, let's just end that, okay? Because she knows where the bodies are buried. And I don't mean that literally, I mean that figuratively. She knows exactly what happened, and now she's going to have to talk about daddy. Um, so, of course, she's going to plead the fifth because that's what she's going to do. 
And then it's just going to be drawn out for months and months and months. And then we're going to be dragged into the war in Russia. And then who knows what happens after that. But I can guarantee you it's not going to be good. So some of the other things that she's doing is that she's, um, you know, she's answering questions and, of course, pleading the fifth conversations that she had between Trump and Pence. So I'll say it again. Um, she apparently is familiar or she probably was on that um, group call between Pence and Trump. And that is probably the more critical piece of the puzzle, uh, the conversation that Trump had with Pence. And of course, Pence didn't do what Dum Dum wanted him to do, but that doesn't mean that it didn't happen. And that um, my friends are what you call evidence and it is pretty good evidence when you have uh, witnesses and text messages and video calls that um, are you're you're trying to get people to break the law yeah that's called conspiracy it's not a good thing to be involved in and the funny part about this whole uh, scenario is that there's so much um, law so many laws being broken that it's so difficult to even understand what is right and what is wrong because everything is wrong and there's very little that's right and that is the problem that normal rational people are trying to deal with is like you you see all these laws being broken and, and it really goes back to you have a game show host and you have a jewelry maker who are at the center of one of the the most tragic events in American history and we're trying to understand how did we get here <laughs> that's the sad part and I'm a veteran fought for my country I need to remind people why I'm on a tirade like I am because it, this is really about um, the United States this is not about Democrats this is not about Republicans this is about the United States and what you as an American really believe in and I'm just baffled that the Republican Party has now become pro-Russian when um, when they never were before so sad and tragic another topic that they want to discuss with the jewelry maker was um, did Trump call the National Guard? You know, it's funny, we don't really look at Trump like he was the commander-in-chief because it's so absurd to think of him as a military person because he's not. And his job as a president is to protect our land and our property and our people. And he did nothing of the sort on January 6th, which makes it even more sad. You know, it reminds me when um, George Bush uh, was told by his secretary of something that the World Trade Center was just hit and it quite possibly could be a terrorist attack or even the beginning of a world war. And he sat there dumbfounded for seven and a half minutes. And I think this will go down in history as a 
another blunder of the Republican Party and the people that they put into positions within the cabinet and the government, and now we're all kind of paying the price for it. And that's what I say that, you know, I don't know any of these people. I could care less about them. But what I do know is that it takes very um, dedicated and intelligent people to do the jobs that they are supposed to be doing. And when Bush sat there for seven and a half minutes, there was nobody around him to tell him, listen, you need to get up and go push a button somewhere so that we don't get blown out of the fucking ocean, right, as a country. And this is pretty much the same situation with Trump. But his seven and a half minutes are, have now become five and a half, six years which is, if you don't think we're in trouble, just look out the window. Go look in the mirror. <laughs> Take your mask off and look in the mirror. You're in trouble. You don't recognize it because I don't know why. But there's a problem. And the problem is that we're, we're not afoot and the country is uh, struggling because the last administrators, the last people who were put in positions to run the country correctly didn't know what they were doing. And that really is what this podcast is all about. It's about people who um, are not doing what they're supposed to and what is their, um, what is their background, what is their um, skill sets to be able to do the jobs that they were set to do. Because all this other stuff is just chaos. But really, if you look at the core of what Dum Dum was supposed to be doing, what Pence was supposed to be doing, what the congressmen, Republican congressmen are supposed to be doing, they're not supposed to be lobbing grenades in the direction of of their side, of us as Americans. That's not their job. Their job is to support us. They can object, but they can't destroy. And then I think that is where the disconnect is, quite honestly. Because to have that idiot Tucker Carlson um, and that fucking news uh, station, they're idiots. And it's nothing more than the Enquirer on video. I mean, that really is what it is. It's just nonsense, like Bigfoot and UFOs. The, I don't even know how people understand or even make sense of them. And, and that's the part that is loose lips sink ships. You, as an American, don't get to side with our opponent and throw grenades in our direction. That is called a traitor. And that is not how the country of the United States is ran. Hello, land of laws. United, we stand. Divided, we fall. Reread it. It's good stuff. And then they also want to know what his activities were following January 6th. You know, what was he doing after January 6th? Well, I'll tell you what he was doing. He was flushing documents down the toilet and um, destroying all his uh, cell phones that weren't issued to him via the federal government and um, bribing everyone under the sun to not testify against him. That's what he's been doing since January 6th, right? <laughs> oh, my God. So, uh, Mr. Pompeo, I forgot about this guy. And when I saw him, it was the old Secretary of State who basically came on the media and said, 
Putin is a genius as well. So he's another traitor. Um, and he kind of, I didn't even recognize him. Fatso lost a lot of weight. He, I was like, wow, he really must have, he probably got COVID and uh, almost killed him because he looked terrible. And I was like, that, this guy's back on the horn. And then the media said that he was thinking of becoming the president. Like he's thinking about 2024. Oh, yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah, that's a really good idea. Um, traitor for 2024 because I want to destroy the Democratic Party because they don't, they don't um, think like we do. They don't think that our enemy um, is, is right. So I'm going to throw a grenade in their direction. <laughs> Wake up. I was really surprised when I had heard that um, Ivanka, you know, her name isn't even, even Ivanka Trump. She's married. I don't know if she kept her name, but I mean, really, she's that proud. Um, I think her her husband is um, well. He was that guy that worked that should never have been given a security clearance. I don't remember his name, um, thankfully. Uh, but uh, I don't understand why she doesn't have his name. Why? Because she's just like her father, and she's not going to get rid of her. Um, her namesake that she's so tied to. You know, and honestly, I would have thought maybe like 10 or 15 years ago that um, Ivanka Trump, and I've said this before, I think she's beautiful. I think she's a, a, a lovely human being, um, you know, uh, visually, but uh, but her brain is just like her father's. You could totally tell how she is um, like her father. You know, we all are just a carbon copy of her parents for the most part so to say that she's not just like him and had aspirations she probably thought and he probably thought well you know what this whole fucking family is going to be like a legacy like the kennedys or something that is exactly what they thought because at some point they thought Bucktooth and the other blonde one and you know they thought that they were going to be like the kennedys and and oh my god you're not the kennedys so here we go. The war. Uh, I saw Mr. Vindman, Alexander Vindman. Every time I see this guy, I'm always more impressed than the last time I saw him. And and he, um, of course, is saying very intelligent things. And I, one of the things he had said was that he has pre-war jitters. And this guy's a war veteran. I mean, he really has been to hell and back. And for him to say that he has pre-war jitters, and he actually said that he has, a, I have them right now. Um, is a frightening case and he also said that he you know one side has 250,000 troops the other side has 200,000 troops and you know plus or minus and they are pretty much you know he called it a meat grinder now that's not a good um, comparison uh, when you are trying to um, uh, solve this diplomatically and then you have a ex-president who is out there on the horn saying that the basically the the our our ad, adversaries um leader is a genius it makes no sense it's like saying one plus one equals 56 
it doesn't work. The equation is wrong. We as Americans are trying to defend something and fight for something, and we have one of our own Americans throwing grenades in our direction. That doesn't equate. It's wrong. And then we look around and say, oh, what's wrong? What's going on? Why are we so confused? And that's why. It's a strategy. And I was thinking about this today and yesterday and the day before that about, you know, all of the bluster that Trump and his family and the people who are surrounded by him, his attorneys and everything. What is their end game? Like, what do they want? And can we get it for them? I think that would probably answer a lot of our questions. What, what, why is he doing what he's doing? Right? People don't say or do things for no reason. You have a motivation. There's a plan. I never said Trump was dumb. I have said he's an idiot and he's stupid and ignorant and dumb. But I've never said that that he was um, anything other than what he is. I don't want to define him right now. But, but he understands what he's doing. And that's the frightening part, is that he thinks what he's doing is right for... Um, obviously everyone around him in the country. And I don't understand how he thinks. So a perfect example is when he said John McCain was um, not a hero and that he only thinks heroes don't get, um, get caught in their prisoners of war. And th- I think that that whole issue could be solved uh, very easily by saying that he looks at it like not because he's a, a veteran but he looks at it like he's a loser because he got caught and that Trump being who he is would never have got caught and therefore he's not a loser that's kind of how that equates and I think that's a large part of his um his existence is about and it kind of explained and then and then people hear it and they're like oh my god are you crazy he's a war veteran da, 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 da. and he knows that but he's looking at it from his perspective like i would never have got caught so therefore i can't be anything other than um a loser if i got caught because he would never be a soldier so he doesn't understand the sacrifice that it takes to be in that situation um, to be caught. He doesn't see that. You know, like the hard work that McCain and he fought, you know, to get where he was. He's a pilot. You know, he's a smart guy. But Trump doesn't have the capacity to understand that because he never had it. He only sees it from his perspective of he's a loser because he got caught. And I think that kind of explains a lot of his position, how he thinks, which is kind of strange and a different way of thinking. Um, It's not right, but he thinks it is. And that's the sad part. And and you can apply that that equation across everything that he really does. And, you know, another example is what they're talking about is property and his taxes. They're saying, well, uh, he misrepresented the value of his homes. 
and in a way he's kind of right because as a homeowner you know i look at my home and i'm like my home's worth 500 million dollars because i love it right which i really don't it's a piece of shit but he looks at like his property it's the best so therefore it should cost them the most he doesn't understand that um there are standards and that you have to fit within a certain range um you know like his house he said his house in jersey cost 25 million dollars when it really cost two million dollars but to him it cost 25 million dollars and that's enough that's all he has to prove he doesn't understand that there are other people out there that are um working hard to get the value of their home up by fixing it and you know improving it da, 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 to get it to be a two million dollar home he just thinks because who he is and and his standard stand standard and standing that his property is worth more than anybody's because that's part of being a narcissist and that's just another phobia of his that's frightening because he has so many of them well oh here we go you know the the media for and i remember early on in this pod i was saying that i'm not really going to try to talk about trump but it's almost impossible for me to talk about january 6th and not talk about trump because he is at the center of it and he is the nucleus of it and i um am shocked by the by the information that comes out every day and i'm afraid that we are being we have information overload or crime overload that we are becoming um immune to it and we're becoming um mute to it we don't want to hear it because it's just so much you know it's like um you can get a, a cow you can get a what's that saying you can get a cow to do anything with a cattle prod right you can get a get him to jump and kneel with a cattle prod and my point is that you can get anyone to do anything um, if you continually repeat rinse and repeat and what else is happening in the news well as of a couple hours ago russia was already um shelling i don't think there's any no one has been killed quite yet but there has definitely been shelling on the border area with the separatists and you know the frightening thing is that i don't think america's really ready for um dead bodies i really don't i don't think that um there uh you know somebody said today that we're living in a cocoon that was a perfect way to describe it that we've been in this cocoon of um prosperity and a lot of generations don't know about um wars and how they start and how leaders start them and and you know the funny thing how they describe putin is that he is moving um back to the 30s and the 40s which is kind of weird you know he's going backwards and and i think the large part of the problem is that the guy's old he needs to move on he needs to hand it over to somebody else and it's unfortunate for the russian people that they have to experience this you know i love russian people i have nothing against them and i remember i was in europe once and 
I was, you know, getting drunk outside a bar somewhere, and um, a group of Russians walked up to me, and they were like, are you American? I'm like, yeah, I'm American. And I finally realized that they were, they were Russian, you know, they were beautiful people, and, and uh, and they were like, oh, we, we, we love Americans. We just don't like your president, right? And I was like, oh, great. And it was Bush, of course. And I think that's kind of how Russia thinks about us. You know, they don't like our administration, but they love Americans. You know, we're influenced by each other. And it's unfortunate that we allow these czars and these kings to um, do the wrong thing when really it's supposed to be about the people and um, not about them. And that's the part that we're living through right now, both with Putin and Trump. You know, they're two peas in a pod. They are um, grandiose in achieving greatness, right? You know, USSR and Trump's legacy, which... I don't know if he has one. There are richer people in America that live on the same block as him. But, you know, in his head, he's a legacy, which he is. I'll give him that. Um, but, I mean, it's a good legacy. It's a legacy. Um, I think they're two peas in a pod, and it's unfortunate. You know, I remember I was talking to a friend the other day about the day that he, uh, Putin handed Trump that volleyball or <laughs> soccer ball i mean football it's really a soccer ball soccer ball to dum-dum and dum-dum took the soccer ball and you know who knows what was on that soccer ball what was inside that soccer ball but i'm sure that um it wasn't just a soccer ball it was something more than that and that really was a, a pivotal point in trump's presidency because he was cozying up to the leader of Korea, North Korea, and he's cozying up to Putin, and look where we are now. Look where we are now. Divided, as we've ever been, thank you, and in a war. So I'm just going to leave it at that. Thank you, everyone. I'll see you later. Have a nice day.